Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series, Movies That I Love, and talk about 2004 Team America World Police. Now, this movie is probably the movie in my life that makes me laugh the most. Now, that's not to say this is the best comedy of all time or anything like that. But if I need to laugh, I will put this on before other seminal comedies like Airplane or Wedding Crashers or Anchorman or anything else. Why is that? Why do I love this movie? Well, look, let's back it up. So if you guys are not familiar with Team America War Police, it was created by the founders or creators of South Park, which is Matt Stone and uh, Trey Parker. And they've been doing... South Park since ooh late late nineties like ninety seven and they're still doing it now, and they did this movie. This was their second movie because I think they had done by that point the South Park movie, which I'm not you know I'm not. Do, do I think South Park's a good show? I think South Park, like Team America, are amazing satires, and if you look at them with that lens, with that prism, instead of looking at it like from a literal interpretation. Kind of like a biblical view, like you don't look at the the Bible in a literal interpretation because that was not his intent for 2,000 years. But you kind of see it as a satire and not just look at it for the gag jokes. Both South Park and Team America are amazing satires. They are absolutely amazing satires. And one of the things I like about these guys is that they will make fun of everybody, the left and the right. They will make fun of the radical leftist Hollywood elitists like in this movie, but then they'll also have episodes where they make fun of the, the Christians, or they'll make fun of the conspiracy theory COVID truthers. Or they'll make fun of they'll make fun of everybody, the Mormons. You know, they'll make fun of everybody, the Goths. So they did this movie in two thousand four, and it is the puppet movie. I think most of you guys are familiar with that that they use puppet puppets. And I grew up watching Thunderbirds, which was a show that was pretty big in the seventies that used puppets. And it, it's kind of a ripoff of Thunderbirds. So Team America is essentially this jingoistic. Uh, counter-terrorist organization that has five or six guys and they go around the world trying to fight terrorism but they don't really understand that everybody hates them and they end up destroying a bunch of things and they're they're kind of reviled but like with like with american a lot of things right it's it's our foreign, foreign policy people like it if it benefits them and then they hate it when it doesn't benefit them so in this movie, there's a group of, of five fighters. One of them dies at the, the opening scene when they're in, in, in Paris. And so they have to bring on a new guy. They find this guy, Gary, who's acting in, in the, the musical uh, Hair. And this this movie does have songs. And so in that one, they, they have this song where, where, where they find him. And he's singing, AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Everybody has AIDS, 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 AIDS. So they bring him on. And he, he, of course, he doesn't Gary. It, it's it, we see everything from Gary's perspective, right? Like it's the fish out fish out of water kind of like who is this organization? What is it? What do you do? And then you get all the exposition, and you you're introduced to all the characters, and eventually he 
is convinced that he should join this organization. They need his acting skills because we're meant to believe that he is the most amazing actor of all time. So they bring him on and one of the scenes where he has to infiltrate the, the Muslims, because this is 2004, so this is all like Al-Qaeda right after Afghanistan and Iraq. He's got to go in and do his acting. So he walks into a room. They give him a, a they, they're like, we have to give you this amazing makeover. And they essentially just glue bad hair into his face. Then he walks into a room and, and they, they speak Arab to him, which is not even Arabic. And then he says, Muhammad Jihad, Burka Burka, Muhammad Jihad. Again, again, you cannot take this movie literally. It's just, it's the satire of it. And then while this is going on, there is this sad, the side plot of, of Kim Jong-il, who I think the the side plot of Kim Jong-il, I find to be the much funnier plot. And so Kim Jong-il is essentially wanting to take over the world, and he's going to use as allies Hollywood celebrities who are part of this group called the Film Actors Guild, right? F-A-G. And so they have the puppet versions of Alec Baldwin. We have an episode here on Alec Baldwin. I talk about this movie a little. He's the leader of the group, but you also have Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, Michael Moore, Helen Hunt, Janine Garofalo, like all these known leftists. And then, of course, you have Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Now, Matt Damon is on record. I remember seeing him on a talk show how he hates it. Now, maybe it's changed in the last 10 years. So in the, the, the puppets, if you don't know this, Matt Damon's is the only one that doesn't speak. And what he says every time he speaks is just, Matt Damon. So Damon will be walking around the streets. And people who have seen this movie will just scream out, Matt Damon. And he hates it. But anyway, so these celebrities... The lines from their mouths are just so great. It's it's the corporations. The corporations do corporate things. And then Sean Penn, of course, who goes and visits Fidel Castro, goes and visits Dictator. He says stupid things, too. And anyway, so eventually the, the Film Actors Guild is in cahoots with the, the totalitarian dictator Kim Jong-il. And then at the end of the movie, there's the great climax where Team America, the majority of them get kidnapped by Kim Jong-il. Gary's the last one. He's got to infiltrate the place. And there's a, one of my favorite scenes is when, I think it's Janine Garofalo and one of the other celebrities, has the two girl Team America fighters locked up and they're being patrolled by these tigers. And then they show that it's just a cat walking back and forth. Anyway, so at the very end, Gary's got to prove that he's a better actor than Alec Baldwin. And I was like, no, no one's a better actor than Alec Baldwin. And then he gives this speech, the famous one, where dicks are dicks and peas are peas, but sometimes dicks need to be a-holes. A and it's, you know, it's, it's the famous one. And then it turns the, the essentially the United Nations group against Kim Jong-il and so forth. So why do I think this movie is so funny? It's a satire. It, it is a satire on the highest level. If you look at it for what it is, it's a stupid movie. It is a stupid movie. The jokes are stupid. The jokes are stupid. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have The Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. 
and there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there and then more recently about two years ago i just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because i'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and lastly we have the confessions of an obese child feed which i started in january 2017 which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child i was an overweight child and i lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years so it's a channel like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood how to deal with that how to how to function with that and also discusses and i interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood binge eating binge drinking and how to deal with that and there's a lot of great interviews over there so those are the three other feeds at the eclectico gregorio channel now let's get back to the show the puppeteering i think is very good and i remember hearing that that the two creators parker and stone said they like they would never do this movie again because it's just way too hard right it took a lot of work and i imagine it did take a lot of work but they were able to get away with a lot of things by using puppets then using humans so for example they have the 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 sex scene so carrie has sex with the girl whose boyfriend dies in the opening scene. And it's one of my favorite lies because she's like, I won't sleep with you unless you say you'll never die. And he's like, that's impossible, everybody. I won't sleep with you unless you say I will never die. And he says, I will never die. And then they have this sex scene. And so they're they're doing, they're having sex in all these these crazy positions. And uh, it's just it's just a really funny scene. And there's there's a part there where she tries to shush him and she's like, shh. And, she, and so you see her puppet finger try to go to his, his lips, but it misses and goes like up his nose toward his face. And it's just those little jokes. There's there's a zillion just little jokes in Team America that are just so funny. Just so funny. So part of the humor is the puppets and seeing puppets move around. And part of the humor is just the dialogue is just amazingly funny. Yes, is it puerile? Yes, it's puerile. Yes, is it an incisive, biting commentary on American jingoism and radical leftist crazy politics from celebrities? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so in this movie, if you're a leftist, you like it on one level because they're making fun of, in some ways, you know, the, the Team America is kind of like an avatar for the military, the U.S. military. So if you don't like the U.S. military, you're kind of liking that. And you're loving it. It's like, yeah, why do we have to be intervening in all these countries? Look, we just blew up the Eiffel Tower, da-da-da-da. And then, of course, if you're a right-winger, you don't really see the... You see the Team America team as kind of like being buffoons, but you kind of see like they're, they're, they're well-meaning and they care about the country. America, F, yeah, you know, they have that great song. And then as a right as, as a right-winger, you love it because it's just it's the biting commentary on the leftist Hollywood elite. And so it, the movie offends everybody equally and i think on one level pleases everybody equally it didn't do that well in the box office it cost 32 million dollars which is quite a lot when you think about it because it uh doesn't really have anyone in it so a lot of that money probably went to the puppetry but it made 51 million worldwide so it, it essentially made a little profit or broke even but it is such a great movie so if you have not seen team america world police i would highly highly recommend you watch it because the movie will make you laugh and especially if you're a right winger and you can't stand idiot celebrities who at the academy awards 
will go up there and start pontificating on something like Joaquin Phoenix does this, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins used to do this all the time. And you just cannot stand these either never went to college or dropped out of college idiots spouting on stuff, then you'll love this movie. Because look, we, if you like actors and actresses, like what you do on the screen, which is essentially memorizing lines and regurgitating them out. Let, I mean, let, I have that episode on what's most important, actor, screenwriter, director. And let's be honest, actors, the majority of them are not that smart. Yet, because of the fame that they have, which leads to this extreme narcissism that they think that because they're famous for memorizing lines and regurgitating them, that we should listen to their opinions on morality or politics. And unfortunately, there's a lot of buffoons and morons who think, well, oh, it's because Olivia Rodrigo thinks this and I need to think this. And that is the power of celebrity, is that a lot of people are the Kardashian thoughts. It's the power of celebrity in that there are people who actually will listen to the political or moral views of celebrities, D-level celebrities like on Real Housewives and so forth, simply because they're famous and they can't make that disconnect. Yeah, these people are famous for what? Maybe being pretty and maybe being over the top and maybe being able to memorize lines doesn't mean that we should listen to them. It doesn't mean that they have a moral compass. And that's one of the reasons I do the cinema rag and May and I do is because when you step back, it's almost like Parker and Stone. It's like you look back and you see that Hollywood is, first of all, I would say pretty insidious. I would say that its its motto should be corrupting corrupting America since 1920 or whatever it was created, 19 teens. I don't think they have good intentions. Their intentions is just to make money off of us, but also to corrupt our values, especially the last 50 years since we got rid of all the codes. And I think they do try to propagandize and push on people vices that are not good. We see with like, let's say the Judd Apatow movies, they're always pushing pot smoking and drug use. And of course, movies for at least the last 40 years, if not 50 years since the codes were released, are pushing promiscuity and, and immorality. But I say these things and then I'm considered some sort of weird, crazy Jehovah Witness or something like that because I don't think that these things should be pushed on adults and certainly on children. But Let's let's call it for what it is. Hollywood's a cesspool full of narcissists that we really shouldn't be listening to. And if you have that kind of view, then you'll really like Team America. Or if you just want to laugh at something that's really stupid and you kind of like movies like the old uh, like Young Frankenstein and History of the World and Blazing Saddles and Airplane, you'll like Team America. So definitely check it out. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Cinema Rack Facebook group if you do like Team America. There's two links in the episode notes. One of them is for PayPal. I appreciate making a donation if you can to help to defray the cost of hosting this on a server because I don't make any money off of this. And there's also a link to the website where you can catch every podcast episode of the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Until next time, guys, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rack. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.